Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on 88.3 WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on the heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York on October 18th, 2022. I'm Gianna Volpe on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Republican nominee for Governor Lee Zeldin yesterday downplayed his endorsement by former President Donald Trump, while Democrats aimed to use it to their advantage in the blue state. Michael Gormley reports on Newsday.com that on Sunday, Trump gave Zeldin his, quote, complete and total endorsement and called Zeldin a winner who got things done. On Monday, Zeldin held a press conference and in his speech didn't mention the endorsement by Trump, who is leading the GOP and is a likely candidate for president in 2024. It shouldn't have been news, Zeldin said in response to a reporter's question. Quote, he supported me before this weekend. We've had great support from all over. It's not about the former president. End quote. Hochul's campaign spokesperson Gerald Harvey said, quote, with an endorsement from Trump himself, Lee Zeldin now has a formal stamp of approval as the most extreme and dangerous candidate to ever run for governor in New York state history, end quote. Zeldin and other Republican leaders repeatedly have tried to downplay the Trump factor in New York, where the former president is unpopular. Trump lost New York in the 2016 and 2020 presidential elections, garnering 38 percent of the vote in 2020 against 60 percent for Democrat Joe Biden. Further, a recent Siena College poll found 32 percent of New Yorkers have a favorable view of Trump, while almost twice as many, 63%, have an unfavorable view. Zeldin, the first district Congress person from Shirley, Long Island, was one of Trump's strongest supporters in Washington. Uh, Zeldin refused to vote to certify the results of the 2020 election, which Trump lost to Joe Biden. Trump, however, has refused to accept that decision. A new poll shows Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul leading Republican Congressman Lee Zeldin by 11 percentage points, narrowing her advantage since Labor Day, but still providing a double-digit lead with three weeks to go. Hochul garnered support from 52 percent of likely voters surveyed by the Siena Research Institute, compared with 41 percent for Zeldin. Yancey Roy reports on Newsday.com that the margin is close to numbers reported last week in a Marist College poll, which found Hochul leading by 10 percentage poll points among registered voters and eight among those who said they are definitely voting. In the September Siena poll, Hochul had a 17-point advantage. Quote, over the last three weeks, Zeldin has narrowed the deficit he must overcome from 17 to 11 points, said Steve Greenberg spokesperson for the Siena Research Institute in a statement, adding, however, with three weeks to go, Hochul maintains the upper hand based on the 84% uh, to 10% support she gets from Democrats. Uh, Democrats account for about 50% of the state's registered voters, Republicans 22%. Interestingly enough, 
Independents higher at 23 percent and minor party members at five. That's good. Uh, the good news for Zeldin Greenberg said is the poll says the Republican has increased his lead among independent voters from three points to nine. In other news, the home on 2nd Street in Riverhead, where five people perished in a fire last November, was demolished yesterday. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that the demolition uh, took place on the eve of a scheduled town board public hearing on whether the charred remains of the historic three-story residence was an unsafe structure requiring demolition. A permit was issued by the building department to the property owner of record last week, according to officials. The November 16, 2021 fire killed five members of the Rivera family who lived in the third floor apartment at 46 East 2nd Street in Riverhead. All five were trapped in the third floor apartment, which lacked a second means of egress. The stairs leading to the apartment had been destroyed by the fire, according to um, County Police Department's uh, arson squad investigation report. The county uh, medical examiner determined that the fire victims died of smoke inhalation, according to police. The landlord, Carmela Canella, who lived on the first floor, and the tenants who occupied two apartments on the second floor escaped without injury, though they lost all of their personal possessions. Police determined that the fire was caused by a discarded cigarette or cigarettes in a receptacle located on the porch on the evening of November 16th. The blaze erupted at about 10.30 that night. Riverhead Town served three criminal summonses on Canella just three weeks before the fatal fire. Notices of claim were were served on the town as well as Suffolk County by the proposed administrator of the estates of the Rivera family on February 14. No lawsuit has yet been filed according to online court records. And finally, here's another local boat incident reminding us to be careful out there, especially on the water. Uh, As reported on 27East.com, the U.S. Coast Guard rescued a Georgia woman in Peconic Bay near Robbins Island yesterday after her sunfish sailboat overturned. Southampton Town Police said the woman called dispatchers at uh, 5 after 4 Monday afternoon, saying her boat capsized. Town police patrol units and Marine Patrol responded along with a New York State Police boat, Southampton and North Sea Fire Departments, Southampton Volunteer Ambulance, and the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard reached the woman, 56-year-old Barbara Gilman, and assisted her out of the water. She was taken to an area hospital for cold exposure. On Saturday, Adolfo Castro, 35 of Mastic, died when his kayak overturned in Wildwood Lake in Northampton. Reading the weather in Riverhead in honor of our first guest, Reiner Gross, and his current exhibition at East End Arts in Riverhead, uh, Rainer's uh, Pandemics. Pandemic Fragments, Twins, and Double Takes series looking like a 30% chance of showers mainly uh, before 11, so while the show is going on. Cloudy through mid-morning, then gradually clearing with a high near 58 degrees southwest wind around 9 miles per hour tonight. Patchy frost after 5 a.m., so take your plants indoors. Otherwise, mostly clear with a low around 36 degrees west wind Three to five miles per hour. Right now it's 49 degrees. Uh, Since we have Reiner joining us this morning, I've built an entire playlist around uh, Love's Outrageous Kingdom. I think that's the name of the band that he played drums with. Um, 
So it's a fun, it's a fun addition to the heart. Music from all decades and genres, Douglas Gamely and Bob Docker, Beach Boys, Shinedown, uh, champion Jack Dupree and King Curtis, little Count Basie and Tony Bennett after that. But first, Gringo Star here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
The Beach Boys leading us to the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour just after midnight if you're listening to the replay. And that means it's time for our hot studio segment underwritten by Peconic Landing here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. I am honored to have in the studio with me one of probably, well, all right, certainly my favorite artist. Uh, well, actually, it's hard to say because then I know Charles Wildbank is right down the road from you, but uh, one of my favorite artists. Now, do I say it Reiner? I can't remember. Reiner, yes. Re- okay. I remembered that Good. last minute. Reiner Gross, who is phenomenal and has a um, an exhibition right now showing some of his twin series, I believe. And those are like abstract, very colorful. Is, is it similar to the double takes? What's the difference between twins and double takes? The twins are paintings, and the double takes are photo-based prints that are manipulated Okay. and printed on archival paper. Uh, so I saw that uh, you did a, a, a piece with North Forker, which David Benthal took a beautiful uh, double-take photograph of you. He hmm. must have been so uh, entranced by you. Did, did you guys talk at all about your double your double take series? Well, he he saw the photos I was working with, and he was there for a photo shoot for mm-hmm. the magazine. And he says, "Wow, this is amazing! I want to I want to learn. I want to see if I can do something. With do that. something like that, right? Yeah. And he and he certainly did. Oh, he did. Yes. Yeah, I love it. He's All a right. wonderful photographer. Yes, he is. Honest, the best for sure on the East End that I know of. As for as far as uh, okay, so I would say David on the North Fork." And then Lori Hawk on the South Fork as far as, far as uh, portrait photography. I think that they're, they're phenomenal. I am unbelievably uh, fascinated by your uh, process of making your own paint. I remember we were talking quite a bit about that. Uh, can you refresh our memories? Tell us a little bit about uh, making your own paint. What's something that's interesting you right now as far as that's concerned? Well, I'm I've always fascinated by the raw materials of yeah. what artists or painting is made of. And uh, once I saw pigments, pure pigments, I was just fell in love with yeah. with the with the intensity of the colors and 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 the textures. And I thought, well, I just I just want to make my own things with it. I want to reinvent or update the way these things are used and add something to the canon of what abstraction could could be or mean in this time. Has it been harder for you to get pigments? I know that you know there's been all sorts of disruptions as far as uh, the supply supply chain issues have been going. Is that something that's taking longer for you to get these days? Yes. Yes. I had uh, some delays with things coming from Europe. Uh, there's a wonderful company in Europe, in Germany, that makes beautiful pigments. And there were some delays, but somehow, you know, if you can't get red, I work with blue, you know. Right. Speaking of the interplay between Europe and here, your work goes overseas quite a bit. Yes, I've been fortunate enough to be able to show my work uh, very internationally. So from from China to Singapore to, I don't know, Europe. Spain, France, Germany, Denmark, you, know, you name it, Everywhere. Greece. <laughs> yeah. So I've been, been lucky that I was able to do that. And I'm still doing it. I did a show in New York this year. 
uh, in the city in, in Paris and in Munich. So and now Riverhead. Are you showing uh, somewhere else other than Riverhead right now? I have a, a, a one-man show up in Munich right now, and there's a show coming up in Cologne in November Very in Germany. Very cool. So do you make it back so you can I'll go be, to the... I will be there in Cologne for the reception, yes. I was in Munich a couple of weeks ago. And what is it, what's, uh, I mean, as far as um, some of the differences between uh, receptions and whatnot, is there any? Yes, it's, 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 it's. Well, all art I find is is pretty local, even though if you work internationally. But whenever you get to a different location, the reception is quite different. Elevated, I imagine. Well, maybe? it's it it depends on the, the the concerns of the country you're in, and and their way of perceiving the work. I mean, in America, there's a lot of different issues that are not in every other country, like the whole race issue or the whole... Uh, right, right. You know, you go to a place like Every country's got China. its own... I mean, yeah, people have different stuff. ways, or China, you, you, you have different ways of being received. I mean, showing in China, they're more concerned about content and is it permissible to show right. with the government? Is I had one painting, a figurative painting, and then I got, they didn't want to hang it in the museum in Shanghai. They said... Well, is this the head of Lenin on the floor? You know, I said, no, well, no, it's not the head of Lenin. <laughs> so the curator had a lot of trouble with some of my work. But we, finally we, we managed, and you, you answer the questions as best as you can. Right. But there is so many different ways of, of looking at work from a different point of view. I mean, you, you, you surprise yourself wherever you are that there's a different approach. And, right. And that's art, you that's, know. Every that's, every person that's, that's looking at at your piece is going to see something completely, uh, possibly completely differently from the person they're standing next well, to. Well, they're coming from from their own background and right. their own way of looking at things, and then they're surprised at something they haven't seen before, and they're trying to make some kind of a relationship to it. So, what can people see? I saw uh, part of the Riverhead exhibition being pandemic fragments yes. of yours what what are the fragments tell us more about this uh well, how how the pandemic affected you as an artist well it it didn't affect me that much because i'm, I'm used to being alone, alone. anyhow but but right. the whole idea of fragmentation of of society and people couldn't go anywhere things politically got very fragmented everything got out of whack Sure and uh, I, I just couldn't make anything that was like a regular painting anymore. And so I started cannibalizing my older work and making pieces that were irregular shapes, uh, different textures, colors. When you say cannibalizing your older work, are you saying that you took out pieces that were finished and... I cut them up. Whoa. Yeah. That's what happens. what let so talk a little bit. You say that happens. That happens because you're you're in a state of mind where everything is shifting under your feet, and we don't know where the world is going, uh, and and it just disrupted everything. And I I just felt like well, it was time to explore. Huh. I mean, I saw people. It do happens this to before. me too. I, I act mean, I act like it's not something that that happens, but I, even as a writer, yeah, I, I well, do that I, stuff in all the, the time. past. What it's what I went, I saw Lee Krasner when I visited her studio in the Upper East Side of, in the 70s. She was tearing up her own 
old drawings from the 1940s and making collages out of it, making new pieces, reinventing right. what she did and, and adding to her canon of what she wants to explore. So that was also... It actually does know. seem very natural, yeah. especially when you're sort of stuck in your studio, that that would be something that's the, w the well of inspiration that's right in front of you. Well, yeah, you reevaluate, you look at things, and you try to try to be part of what 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 continues to interest you. And and so th this was just a new phase, and I got right into it, and I made about eighty of those little pieces, and Ooh. about thirty of them are hanging there in the gallery now. So I mean, I love I love your your twins and your double takes, but I'm actually very very interested to see these pandemic fragments. Well, the show is up till uh, the fifth. Okay. Of, of November. It's been it, up for a while. Yeah, it started the 24th. Yes. And it's up to the 5th, and it's open Thursdays through Sundays, um, Thursday 12 to 5, Friday 2 to 7, and Saturday 12 to 5, and Sunday 11 to 3. We're talking about East End Arts right in downtown Riverhead. Right. It's two galleries. There's right. two spaces, and uh, I was very fortunate that they let me used both spaces. Of and, course uh, they did. It's a wonderful organization that has a lot of uh, teaching uh, music and art, and it's a real place for things that are not really taught in schools at this point. So a very valuable nonprofit um, with something for everyone out there. Right. I've got like a little one, so I'm interested. They've got a uh, pumpkin decorating right. <laughs> workshop oh, coming yes. up. All right, so Reiner, I can't wait. I'm I'm ashamed that I haven't been down there yet. But how was the how was the uh reception? The reception was was quite interesting and and wonderful and we had a good turnout and uh people have been coming to the galleries and uh I hear only good things and um uh, and it's also very inspiring for me to show my work locally for the you know, I don't show much out here except uh, I'm showing in, in Greenport with VSOP projects, oh, okay. Jonathan occasionally, yes. and he takes things to the Bridgeham Fair. Uh, but otherwise, I have not shown on the South Shore here uh, since 1979, where I had a solo show here in Southampton. At the, there was a gallery called the Tower Gallery on the corner of, you know, Jobs Lane and Right here yeah. in Southampton Village. Yeah, where the tower is. It used I gotta, to be a gallery. I got to give a shout to Jonathan at uh, Weisskopf at VSOP because he was the one to first introduce me to you. I know he's got the 10 by 10 right. show going on. We're doing that again every year. Do you do? You you do oh, one yes. of the squares? I do one of the squares. So, Oh, my gosh. If I could get my hand on a Reiner Gross square. I haven't done one yet, but I will. Oh, my gosh. I'll be, I'll be looking out. All right. So... Uh, you know, you mentioned the pandemic and, and things going haywire. And it's interesting because a lot of the stuff uh, that came from it was stuff that already existed. You know, and it seemed like everything just bubbled to the surface. Some, some, like uh, the crack points became more apparent. And right. all, of the, all of the weak parts of, of systems, of everything, were just suddenly very apparent. Uh, sort of bringing things to the surface, kind of like hydrogen peroxide or something. Everything uh, coming up. Uh, when you when we look forward, you were here in 2022, mm -hmm. and you look at uh, your work. You're looking. You're reevaluating. 
uh, and now you're looking forward. What what are you working on now? Well, I'm working on uh, some more of my twin pieces right now. I love those. And I'm also doing a new editions of images from the double uh, takes, which are New York City-based, which are being, for the first time, showing in Europe, and uh, they're larger than the ones that are shown in, in Riverhead. So there's a whole other thing coming up and a few other things next year, which I, I'm, I'm still preparing for. We'll, we'll, we'll have you back to talk more about those. Uh, as far as color, what would you say uh, today, this season, what are the three colors that most excite you right now, Reiner Gross? Blue. Oh. Red. Because that's all you can. And yellow, as usual. Blue. Ah, the primary colors, but of course. We can make lots of colors with those. That's right. Reiner. It's even black. Of course. You mix them all together. Sometimes you get um, brown, but right. how do so we? Yeah, I get brown a lot. How do you get black? Just you more, add more blue, more blue, <laughs> and less yellow. Add blue. It's a it's the spooky it's season. It's a little purpley, but that's all right. Reiner, it was so fun to have you back in the studio. First time of many, I hope. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I'm Gianna Volpe. That's Reiner Gross. Oh wait, before I let you go, we're gonna play some loves. Outrageous Kingdom. Did I get the name right? Yes. All right. You got to tell the people who who was Love's Outrageous Kingdom. Well, we were a rock band. It was original material in 1970s from 75 to 78 and played uh, Max's Kansas City, CBGB's, lots of clubs. And uh, we had original material and one of our members was uh, also part of the New York Dolls, Killer Kane. Uh, he passed away recently, and also our oh. lead singer passed away. Oh, no. But, uh, you know, the band was uh, lots of fun. We had great times. and uh, Certified badass here in the WLIWFM studio. Can I post some of those photos that you shared with me? Sure. Of LOK? Okay, you you can find those on the Heart of the East End uh, Instagram. We'll probably um, uh, collaborate with the WLIWFM uh, social media. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Reiner Gross. This is Love's Outrageous Kingdom. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you just heard the Hot Studio segment underwritten by Peconic Landing here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Oh, what's it to do? Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba
Outrageous Kingdom on WLIWFM, sending that one out to Hilton Crosby, formerly of Heart of the Hamptons. I remember the last time I played LOK. He said, who was that? I must have the tracks. So I sent them out to him. I will be playing some tracks from the Reiner Gross uh, songbook, not this morning, because we, we do have the fun theme going on. But on a future edition, we'll play some tracks from the Reiner Gross songbook, which you can find wherever you find music. Uh, bringing you back to the year 2022, uh, Down sure is fun from the Planet Zero record. Then we'll go back in time. Champion Jack Dupree and King Curtis, I'm having fun live from Blues, from uh, Montreux. Then Count Basie and Tony Bennett. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Shinedown. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all morning and midnight long on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, all because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only NPR radio station. Stay tuned. Another day in outer space, do you feel out of place? Well, that's good, yeah, you should. But anyway, things have changed, and it's clear to see you're up to no good. But honestly, the gravity is killing me, and integrity is being overlooked. I'm in a bind, can we rewind? Reality is unraveling, and yes, this is happening. So wait one minute, can't say I didn't try. Been knock, knock, knocking on the door outside. Tell me what I We've had enough of all these pointless points of view. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just cast the checks, you'll never have to tell the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just keep bang, bang, banging on the big bass drum while the aliens are coming and we're staring at the sun. And the band plays on where the wild things run. It's the end of the world, but it sure is fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take it down. Check it out.
Champion Jack Dupree and King Curtis. Right here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, we've got Wang Chung and Chumba Wumba leading you into the NPR news break. But first, backing Britney Spears up to Count Basie. Where else do you get that other than here, the weekday midnight and morning show, the heart of the East End on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM 88.3 on the on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County. Of course, streaming online to wherever you are at WLIW.org slash radio. A million smackers and nervous indigestion. Rich fella eating milk and crackers. I'll ask you one question, you silly so and so. With all your dough, are you having any fun? What you getting out of living? What good is what you've got if you're not? Having any fun? Are you having any laughs? Are you getting any loving? If other people do, so can you have a little fun? After the honey's in the comb, little bees go out and play. Even the old gray man down home has gotta have hay. Better have some fun You ain't gonna live forever Before you're old and gray Still okay Have your little fun, son Have your little fun Why do you work and slave and save? Life is full of ifs and buts. You know the squirrels save and save. And what have they got? Nuts! Better have some fun You ain't gonna live forever Before you're old and gray Still okay 
little non-album bonus track by Brit. Chumba Wumba, I'm not sorry. I was having fun. Track from the year 2000. Little taste of Wang Chung as we lead you into the NPR news. Here on WLIWFM. It was going up in Hey guys, just a little note that on the 26th of October, Reiner Gross is going to be having a special conversation at 6 p.m. with Helen Harrison at 11 West Main Street Gallery of East End Arts. And on uh, at 6 p.m. on uh, November 4th, Rites of Spring is going to be doing a special Sounds of Images feature with Paolo Bartolani and Jean Pritzker. A dialogue between music and art at East End Arts. With Long Island local news, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. Representative Lee Zeldin has cut into Governor Kathy Hochul's lead in the race for governor of New York. 
narrowing the margin to 11 percentage points, down from 17 last month, according to a Siena College poll released today. Luis Ferre Saturni in the New York Times reports that the survey suggested that Hochul, a Democrat, still possesses a healthy lead over Zeldin, a Republican, in a liberal-leaning state where no Republican has won a statewide race since 2002. But with Election Day just three weeks away, the diminished gap between the two suggested that New York voters were growing more concerned about the state's direction, much as recent polling nationwide has indicated the flailing economy and stubborn inflation remain top-of-mind concerns as Republicans have expanded their edge over Democrats ahead of November's midterm elections. While 61 percent of Democrats said New York was on the right track, 87 percent of Republicans and a majority of independent voters said the state was headed in the wrong direction, according to the poll. In particular, Hochul lost support among white voters who appear to be evenly divided between the candidates after favoring Hochul by 10 percentage points in September, the poll found. Despite modest gains, uh, Zeldin would have to make much larger inroads across the map to cobble together a winning coalition. The state's electoral landscape is stacked against him. Democratic voters outnumber Republicans two to one in New York state. In other news, a Brookhaven town program that provides career development support and professional attire to women on Long Island is seeking to expand eastward with the help of a $25,000 grant from the town of Riverhead. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com that Dress for Success Brookhaven, an affiliate for the International Dress for Success program sponsored by the town of Brookhaven Department of Housing and Human Resources, is one of six nonprofits slated to receive funds from Riverhead's piece of federal coronavirus relief funds. The Riverhead Town Board is scheduled to vote to award a total of $150,000 in American Rescue Plan Act funds to the six organizations at tonight's meeting. Each will receive $25,000. Riverhead Town received $3.67 million in American Rescue Plan funding, authorized by the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, a $1.9 trillion federal stimulus package signed into law by President Biden on March 11, 2021. The act included $360 billion of direct relief for state and local governments distributed over two years. And finally, there were record numbers of fish kills, dead zones, and toxic tides intensified by summer heat in Long Island's estuaries in 2022, according to this year's assessment of water quality by the Gobler Lab at Stony Brook University. Beth Young in the East End Beacon reports that from June through September, quote, every major bay and estuary across Long Island was afflicted by fish kills, algal blooms, and oxygen-starved dead zones, according to the report, uh, adding excessive delivery of nitrogen from on-site wastewater has been cited as the root cause of these disturbing events. And quote, Dr. Christopher Gobler Chair of Coastal Ecology and Conservation in Stony Brook's School of Marine and Atmospheric Sciences made the announcement at a press conference Friday on the waterfront in Cold Spring Harbor. Quote, while some aspects of 2022 were the new normal, other aspects were a surprise, Dr. Gobler said. Most obviously, there was a tenfold increase in the number of fish kills during summer 2022 
all occurring during the hottest heat of summer when oxygen levels were dropping to zero in many water bodies at night. The oxygen content of water naturally decreases as waters warm. The excess oxygen demand from decaying algal blooms transform these water bodies into dead zones with nocturnal anoxia or no oxygen at night, end quote. Dr. Gobler reiterated his lab's long-held stance that upgrading septic, uh, upgrading septic systems is the best defense against degraded water quality. Quote, in Long Island Sound, the dead zone in 2022 was nearly 100 square miles smaller than it was 20 years ago thanks to sewage treatment plants removing 60 percent more nitrogen and reducing the flow of nitrogen into the sound proper. Dr. Gobler said, quote, this proves that reductions in nitrogen loader loading does improve water quality. It's likely the fish kills in 2022 would have been far worse had these improvements not been made. Reading the weather in East Hampton in honor of Guildhall's Amy Kerwin joining us for the bottom of this hour, looking like a 20 percent chance of showers before 2 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 58 degrees. West wind around 10 miles per hour tonight, mostly clear with a low around 42 degrees. West wind around 6 miles per hour right now. It's 53 degrees. We are still having fun here in the WLIWFM studio. I'm going to play Fun featuring Tovlo by Coldplay from the Head Full of Dreams record of 2015. Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real on deck after that. Then Johnny, uh, Johnny Orlando and Benny Fun Out of It from the All the Things That Could Go Wrong record of 2022. Before Daryl Singletary, Too Much Fun. And I will say ahead of that one, there is such thing, very unpopular opinion, there is such thing as too much fun, too much money, and I'll forget. Well, I'll follow up on that after we hear the track here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
No, someone else has taken your place. I know it's over. It can reset to the sun. The sword sinks in, lightning strikes. Two force, two forces collide. Fight till it's over, fight till it's done.
Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Reels turn off the news, build a garden record of 2019. Moving up to 2022, this is Johnny Orlando and Benny. All the things that could go wrong, fun out of it, and WLIWFM. I guess that we've lasted because no one's been letting. Because people talk and rumors walk. Let's keep it between us. So please don't. Don't ever say what it is. Don't put a label on it.
If you're looking for Amy Kerwin, she'll be on with us in just a few moments. In the meanwhile, enjoy the Fleetwood Mac on WLIWFM. Fleetwood Mac leading us to the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour on Tuesday morning, um, just after 1 o'clock if you're listening to the replay. And that means it's time for Technically Our Tasty Tuesday segment underwritten by Southampton Arts Center. Well, I, But I do, and actually, it's appropriate because I believe that sweet, wonderful Amy Kerwin is about to tell us about an event going on this Saturday, which I believe does have some tasty elements to it. A lot of uh, spooky stuff going on. I know that there's uh, stuff going on in downtown Riverhead on Saturday, but also 
out on the South Fork. Is this at LTV Studios, Amy? It is, yes. It's at the it's Guild Hall's Community Social and Spooky Silent Dance Party. Um, and there are many tasty elements. Excellent. So first of all, I owe you a big apology because I was supposed to help, you know, organize all the fun um, for this Saturday. And I wasn't able to help out. But, you know, uh, helping out right now, letting the folks know what's yeah. going on. Uh, Kids Squid will be there. I have I have yet to to get to know them. Uh, very well, but I knew- oh, they're great. Rory McAvoy is is the best. She's actually my co-chair for this event. Related to back- Melanie, organizing big events for New York City. So I'm is- like, work with me, Rory. Yes, is Rory <laughs> is Rory related to Melanie McAvoy? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> If you know, let us know. I can find out and get back to you later on that. All right. So, so Kid Squid, uh, who else is going to be at the spooky um, silent dance party and community social for Guildhall? So, yeah, Kid Squid will be um, offering up a couple of their delicious brews. Um, Annie Washburn of East Hampton Kitchen is going to have a whole smorgasbord of tasty, uh, savory bites. Oh, Um, yes. So Birdie is doing... Three delicious bite-sized desserts because, you know, Alexis Crisella of Little, Bir- Little Birdie is actually like an accomplished chef and makes the most amazing things, not just at Little Birdie, but on the side. And um, so they're doing three little tiny, like, cheesecakey tarts and things. Um, also, we have Roberta's Pizza out of Montauk bringing 40 pizzas. Their pizzas are, like, insane. Dang. Uh, Brandon Hoy, who's the owner of Roberta's, is on our committee as well, as is Alexis and Kai from Little Birdie. And all the committee members have been so generous with their time and their product. And so uh, Brandon has donated pizzas, which will be um, there for the devouring at 6 o'clock. And also we have Andres Acosta of Oyster Blitz, who will be wandering ra- around, literally walking around, shucking fresh Peconic Bay oysters um, from 6 to 7. Um, we have Big Olaf ice cream. We're going to have an ice cream bar. Um, so much stuff. Uh, Whoa. It's just crazy. All right, so Plus this is... the silent dance party. Yeah, but this Plus is a 360-degree photo booth, which if you've done one of those, they're really fun. It's like oh, an I've action photo that. booth where they go around in circles, and it's really fun. Okay, so first of all, this is a very tasty event. I did not realize very just how tasty this event was going to be. Although I'm not <laughs> I'm not surprised because, Amy, anytime you get involved in something, you really go for it. You make sure that no stone is unturned, no no angle is, is uh, unconsidered. So there's, that is awesome. And then, alright, we what is the the 360 photo books? I've never heard of this thing, and it sounds so much fun. Sounds like fun. It's so fun. So you stand on a little platform, and this camera, well, it's really a phone. It, it, it's on a contraption that spins around you, and you dance and act silly, and you get this video that at, at one point is normal speed, but then it slows down into slow-mo, and it's hilarious. So instead of like a traditional photo booth, this is a kind of interactive live action photo booth, and it's so much fun. New way to um, like very, really you know, very get... fitting for this type of event because you know right. a silent dance party is always so wacky as it is with the three channels of different music, and you can switch channels and listen to whatever you want. And when you see somebody whose headphones are the same color as yours, you know that they're listening to the same channel as you. And what's so cool you know, about they change it? Change colors based on the, the 
station you're listening to. What's cool about it is that even though people are listening to completely different music, they're all vibing together. It doesn't look strange. Right. And also, if you take your headphones off, it's really hilarious because people sing along. And so if, you're, if you don't have your headphones on, you don't hear the music, but you hear people singing three different things. And it's ridiculously I it. funny. I so it's great that. for people watching, too. If you, if you don't want to get into the dancing, which you should because it's fun, but, but just watching is hilarious. All right. So uh, oh, we also have Josh Russell um, from 6 to 7 p.m. doing an acoustic um, uh, singer-songwriter set. Oh, cool. So the first hour before we start the dance party from 7 to 10, there'll be live music by Josh Russell. And he's B-R-U-S-S-E-L, right? Two L's. Oh, two L's. B-R-U-S-S-E-L-L. And if you don't know, now you know. He is a teacher in East Hampton, but he's also a musician. Oh, I've got to have him on. Yeah. I've got to have him on. Yeah. So we want, you know, we wanted it to be, like, it's a real, it's a celebration of the community. So our community is on the the committee. Um, We have a variety of other community members on the committee. Um, I think, you know, I mentioned uh, um, Brandon Hoy of Roberta's Alexis and Kai from Little Birdie. Roy McAvoy of Kid Squids, Andy Washburn of East Hampton Kitchen, Kitchen, but we also have Mario Arakalian, who's the GM at Canoe Place and in Cottages in Hampton Bays, Robin Brown, Southampton Village Trustee, Michael Clark, LTV, Jess Deline Weber, who's a photographer, Samantha Duane, who's rolling with Rambo. I don't know if you know her. She's a roller skater. She's like, awesome. um, I should know Jessica Mack and Cipro of James Lane, James Lane Yay, Post, because they're our media partner, her. and Mary Slattery of Corcoran Group. And also, we have dubbed, um, there's a famous house on Cheryl Road in East Hampton um, that's been decorated for 40 years, really elaborately. Um, the name of the man behind it is Billy Field, and they are selling the house, and he's no longer able to decorate <gasps> it. So we have dubbed him our demon of decor, and all of those crazy decorations from his house on Cheryl are coming to LTV. Oh, my so goodness. So it's also a feast for the eyes. That is, that is a story in and of itself, Amy. It is. Well, actually, there is a story about it in this week's East Hampton Star. Check because it I out. Pitch it as a story. Pick yes. Pick. That is a per- perfect story. As a reporter, I'm I'm like picking that one right out. Get a copy of the yeah. East Hampton Star. Uh, is it out on yeah. uh, newsstands now, or do we have to wait till Thursday? I think it. Well, it's this week, so I don't okay. know if it's, it's probably tomorrow. I guess or Thursday. I don't know. Thursday, but, um, I believe. But it is in this week, so I'm looking forward to reading it. I am as a well. I am as well, and very excited to come out. So, are we wearing our costumes? Because I'm wondering if I should get yes. dressed up. Well, you don't have to, but it is encouraged. Okay, there will be prizes for um, for uh, a variety of categories. You know, most most the best, most creative costume, the scariest costume, the most artful costume, meaning Ooh. that you're dressing up in some relation to an artwork or artist. Um, best group. And there was one other one. I can't remember, but there's a few. And Cinderella is donating a, pri- a gift card as a prize. Oh, They're cool. also one of our sponsors. Um, we've got gift cards to Gold Belly as prizes. Um, so yeah, I'm psyched. All right, like, so so if we so can, much going on. If is it do, do you start you start early? Like I mean, what time are we looking at? Because I want to see if I can make it out with the Munchkin. So it's this Saturday, October 22nd from 6 to 10 p.m. From 6 to 7 is when we have the live music. Uh, and like I said, the, the wandering oysters and all the food will be out. You know, the food will be there till it lasts. So if you're hungry, you want to come at 6. Um, the dance party starts and, and the 360 photo booth 
that'll start at seven. So that's seven to 10, but you know, the food and drink will go on as long as it lasts. Obviously, well, you know, the, the drink will last, but well, it'll all last. I'm what sure. about what about but the costume? If you want oysters, you got to come between six and. Seven. What about the costume <laughs> uh, contest? That'll be a we're going to announce the winners at nine o'clock. Okay, so we'll probably won't we make gotta it. We got to be there if you're going to win. We won't make yeah. it, but we we will be uh, in the running for the group. I won't give us away yet, but we're really excited. Oh, we love our we love our community. We love you. We love everyone yeah. that's involved, and obviously we love LTV and and what a beautiful space to hold a uh a yeah, Halloween it's dance party. perfect for this because we're gonna just blow it out of the water with crazy lights and decor and you know one of our team members from guild hall patrick dawson is going nuts with the lights we're gonna have projection by patrick and joe braun so, uh like i said billy field's decorations yes the demon Washburn is helping produce the event and she's she used to deal with the new york's and wine festival so everything about it is just you know, Perfect. Top notch, girl. Very excited so that, to yeah. see you. Six the o'clock. Guild Hall Community Social and Spooky Silent Dance Party this Saturday. Before I let you go, six to ten p.m. at LTV. Yes, in Wayne Scott. We heard. Before <laughs> you can le- find out more at guildhall.org and get your tickets. Yeah, and before I let you go, Amy, what's what are you looking uh, forward to after uh, this? What's coming up for Guild Hall as far as offsite programming? We have. We've actually just added another stirring the pot with Florence Abercan. Oh, it's like fresh off the presses. We're going to be doing one at Carissa's Bakery. Oh, yeah, oh Carissa's I saw Bakery. that. Amazing. I the, saw yeah, that. Yeah, that's going to be on November 12th at 4 p.m. at the new Carissa's in Sag Harbor, 3 Bay Street. And um, so they're going to be doing a, like a holiday pie primer. Nice. Carissa and her, one of her other bakers, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, but uh, he's French. Well, you know, maybe we can organize to have uh, him and or someone from Carissa's on uh, yeah. ahead of that event. I can't wait and can't wait to Denise see you Bernard. this Saturday. Bernard, of course, his name is Bernard. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Yes. Yeah, so that's Florence Fabricant. We'll be talking to them about the pies. And they'll be doing a pie demo. You get to taste the pie. Somebody will win a pie. I, I've been like wanting to learn how to make a pie, so I'm like I'm pretty psyched about this. Yeah. And and this uh, is going to be a cool kind of two level thing where you can like stop at one point, or you can take it to the next level and do meringue. So Ooh. I, I I'm, cool. I'm so it's I'm like all about if you're a novice, you can just stop. If you're more you know adventurous in the kitchen, you can learn how to add the meringue. It's really very cool. The we, people at Carissa's are just the absolute best. We you can them. whip up meringue, even if you're just getting started. Encouraging it's not hard, you to whip but it might be intimidating meringue. to some. That maybe, but you know, maybe. you ever hear there's like a a really cute like little girl. I scroll too much, and I remember uh, this girl. She must have heard her <laughs> her mom say. She said, uh, "You can do hard things." <laughs> So, so guys out there, you can <laughs> do hard things. That's true, though. It's true. Do you, are you going to say that to, uh, to Harmony? Oh, yes. You can do hard things. Yes. 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 Okay. She's, already, she's already doing stuff that I'm like, how are you doing this? You are You're only... like, dial it back, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for me to catch up. All right. So we'll see you this Saturday, 6 o'clock at LTV Studios for the Community Social and Spooky Silent Dance Party by Guild Hall at LTV Studios. I'm Gianna Volpe. That's Amy Kerwin. This is Cindy Lauper. And you, whoever you are out there, you just heard 
the Tasty Tuesday segment underwritten by Southampton Arts Center here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Cindy Lauper. I've got that Daryl Singletary Too Much Fun track still in your listening future before we move on to the no fun tracks. This is a little bit of an ennui to the fun edition as we lead you into the NPR news break. 
and the end of this edition of The Heart. But first, Zach Brown Band, Fun Having Fun on WLIWFM.
lights flashing in my rear view. The sheriff said, boy, I should have known it was you. You got 14 people in the back of this truck. I warned you twice, and now I'm riding you up. I said, officer, what have I done? He smiled and said, boy, you're having too much fun. Too much fun, what's that mean? It's like too much money. There's no such thing as like a girl too pretty. But too much class, being too lucky, a car too fast. No matter what they say I've done, when I ain't never had too much fun. There was a fight Friday night at the Stumble Inn. Me and old Harley just had to join in. Next thing you know, we were both seeing stars. It threw us out, closed down the bar. I said the long branch is open, the night's still young. And we ain't never had too much fun. Too much fun, what's that mean? It's like too much money. There's no such thing. It's like a girl too pretty, but too much class. Being too lucky, a car too fast. No matter what they say I've done, well, I ain't never had too much fun. I'm a holy terror, a tornado. Wind me up, turn me loose, and let me go. Yeah, I don't know about that. The only one I can kind of agree with is maybe there's no such thing as too much luck. Gianna Volpe, and I have indeed had too much fun in my life, although not when I've been on the air with you, the listener of WLIWFM. We are at the uh, 11 minute mark until the end of the show. So I've entered the no fun section of the fun playlist. Tegan and Sarah, we don't have fun when we're together anymore, which is definitely not how I feel. We've got uh, Armin Van Buren and the Stickmen Project. A single called No Fun up next. Lady Gaga and Kate Gillespie leading you into the NPR news break. Can I say thank you as well to our guests this morning, Reiner Gross and Amy Kerwin, as well as our underwriters, Peconic Landing and Southampton Arts Center. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Tegan and Sarah, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. You're listening to WLIWFM NPR Radio.
we don't have fun when we're together anymore all we get when we're together another day another waste close my eyes and fall behind another day another waste close my eyes and fall behind Turn! 
From Lady Gaga to Kate Gillespie, I'm Gianna Volpe, leading you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour. It's been a blast as usual. You can listen to the replay at midnight or find the archived episodes on WLIW.org slash radio. Everything seems falling I'm alone. No, I'm not mad, but I've been mistreated. I gotta leave and let these wildflowers grow. Like the memory of your mother, you are fleeting. I'm sure your mind is filled with thoughts unfair And I have a soft spot for those who are bleeding But I'm afraid that is a trait that we don't share Sweet